0: Thank you for joining us here at Celebration Church, where we celebrate God, celebrate people and celebrate life. We hope you enjoy today's message. Say welcome, onliners and podcast listeners from wherever you are. Um, We're going to do a few things, (laughs) if that's okay. I feel like I'm a little bit, like, let off the leash. I haven't, like, <laughs> preached in front of our church for ages. And Benai's not in the room and Joel's not in the room. So, I'm like, it's just me. I'm boss lady. I mean, is like, also, like, pastor on our team. But I'm like, oh, this is, like, a bit exciting church. You're in my safe and capable hands. Who knows what could happen? No. Um, I do want to do a few things, if that's okay. And then who knows? If you're new with us, please just relax. Like I hope that you feel welcomed and loved and valued. Um, And especially, can I just remind us as well, Church, obviously, with the masks on your face, you are all well aware of our current situation, um, of what's going on in our world. And I think I've said this to you before, especially like last year with all the lockdown things, it's this tension between Bernard and I when we're leading a church and when we're up here ministering, because obviously... You know, we want We don't want to dismiss what's happening because it's very real. You know, everything that's going on inside of our world, obviously there's a lot of deaths, there's a lot of tragedy. We don't want to disregard that. We still want to be sensitive to that. But then at the same time, there's this flip side of going, but we also don't want to be um, so boxed in with that mindset that we forget about who God is, what he's capable of, what he's doing. And so for us as a church and for us as the leadership of the church, there's always that kind of tension of we have to abide by the rules, we have to make sure that we're honouring our government, we're honouring our you know state leadership, but then also going, but also we are kingdom-minded, we are kingdom people, we are here for a plan and a purpose, and it is bigger than what we could hope, dream or imagine. And so can I just encourage this church, even now, like just... Breathe in the sweetness, even just now take a deep breath in and breathe in all your breath into your masks, hopefully you all cleaned your teeth this morning and just relax because our God is good and our God is faithful and even the midst of circumstances which are out of our control, it does not change who he is. It does not change his plan and purpose. And you know what? It does not, ch- not change who we are and what we should be believing for as a church. As Celebration Church, we've got a, a kind of code that we have of our beliefs and who we are and what we you know, believe that we're called to be in this city and in our nation. And one of them is we are revival. And I want to remind you of that. This morning, if you're part of Celebration Church, you are revival as you sit, and you breathe. You have the answers. You have truth. You have hope. You have love. You have freedom. You have what our world is dying for. So don't forget who you're called to be, that you are sons. You are daughters. You are the head. You are not the tail, that he has a plan and a purpose and it doesn't get restricted and locked in. You know, the kingdom of God doesn't wait. The kingdom of God isn't held back by lockdowns. The kingdom of God isn't fearful or stressing or, you know, the angels in heaven aren't going, oh, well, we better just wait until lockdown's over. We better just wait until everyone's like, we can't go and minister. Like, angels don't do that. They are on mission 24-7. His heart is on mission 24-7. Our God is pursuing you 24-7, pursuing the lost, the broken, the hurting, the people in our city that need truth, that need hope, is pursuing and moving. And I feel like sometimes we can get stuck in our world and we forget you are above. You are above. It says that you are seated with Him. This morning, you are seated with him in heavenly places. I know sometimes we can get so, and I know this, especially since becoming a mum. you know, you get in a routine, you do your day to day, start it back at work, and then you can get to the end of your week and be like, oh man, what did I do? (laughs) Like In terms of I did, like I did, you know, the housework, I did the grocery shopping, I did, you know, pooey nappies, I did all of that. But in the kingdom, what did I do? And so for us as a church, let's not forget, we are on mission this morning. You have a plan and a purpose. You have people next door to you that need to know the love of Jesus. You have people in your workplaces that need to know that they are loved and cared for and valued. You have people in your world, your family members, that are desperate for something more. Please, church, let's not wait until lockdown. Let's not wait until coronavirus is over before we actually start realizing, again, who we are, what we're called to. It might look different. It might look a little bit different in terms of, you know, our worship in church, you know, different things like that. Maybe you can't physically, I don't know, go up and pray for someone like you would. You might have to be creative in the way that you do life. But don't forget, you are not just an average person. You are not just living your day-to-day life, doing your work, waiting to hear what Gladys says at 11 a.m. every day. Like, you are called for more. You are called for more, and my gosh, if there was ever a time for us to be a city on a hill, to be a light shining, it is now, church. It is now, and I say that with all the love, and honestly, for me as well, like all the love and all the encouragement, it's me as well. But let's not forget the kingdom of God. We are a part of this world, yes, but we are also a part of a kingdom that has a king. That has already won the victory. That is already on the throne. That is already reigning and ruling over all, and that is our inheritance this morning in Jesus' name. So, can I just remind us? And also, I feel like God has talked to me about this this week because my beautiful boy makes me laugh every single day. He's walking at the moment. He's still not super confident, but he falls over all the time, and I think it's hilarious, especially when he does the like and you're like, is he good, is he good? And then it's like almost like slow motion, like, and then just booty on the floor, like just the padding of the nappy just catches him. It's so cute. Anyway, he makes me laugh every single day. And I look at him and I'm like, man, where do we lose that? He laughs every single day. The other day he was crawling out of his room and I was trying to put a sock on him. And so I grabbed his foot and dragged him back, and he thought it was hilarious. He was on his belly laughing and I was like, this is not a good sign. I hope you're not going to be like a runner that's like, ha, 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 I'm getting away. No, but he he is honestly so much joy. And I look at him and I'm like, you're 15 months old. You don't have a care in the world. You know that your mom and dad are taking like, care of you. You know that you're going to be fed. You're going to be bathed. You know that you've got food. You know that you are just, you're so safe and you're so secure. But where do we lose that? Because you know... Our God, I believe, our Father, when I watch my son laugh and it makes me laugh, I so think that that's the same with us and the Father, that when he watches us in our joy, in our moments of just pure childish faith, childish excitement, childish laughter, that he's just like, that is the best sound in the whole world. Your laugh to him, your joy, your smiles, your excitement is the best thing to him. And where do we lose that? We, we come even like, I don't know, as just something that I've been thinking about with God, like, you know, sometimes I think he's so serious. Sometimes I think that it's all just, I mean, not to like, <laughs> I don't know. Like it's, And it is sometimes, but just like moments of like quiet reflection and yes, which it can be. But it says, it's actually so cool. I will read it to you so you don't think I'm just... I don't know. Blabbing. <laughs> I got it here. I got it here. In Romans 14 17, this is what it declares the kingdom is. This is not my word, by the way. Sorry, I'm just sharing. Um, Romans 1417 says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy. In the Holy Spirit. Righteousness, right standing with God, right relationship with Him. Peace, obviously, you know, calmness of mind, peace in His presence, and assurance that He holds everything together so we don't need to stress or worry. And joy. We are in a kingdom of joy. We are in a kingdom of absolute freedom and truth and joy and life we are not in a dictatorship we are not in a a kingdom that's like you know you must I don't know be this boxed person and like we are in a kingdom of joy joy in the Holy Spirit and we forget it we get old we get disappointed we have life we go through things but ultimately it says that that we are in a kingdom of righteousness peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Our God is not cranky and old and angry and, I don't know, moody. He loves us. You are his kids. He loves you. He adores you. When you laugh, it's the best noise in the world. And when you cry and you go through hard times, he's there to scoop you up and hold you and let you wet his shoulder with your tears, like what Bear does with me sometimes. And he holds you until it passes because he's a good dad in Jesus' name. A good dad. Remember that church. Remember who you are called to be. Remember who we're called to be. And also remember that this we can have a bit of fun. We can be a little bit joyful. We can get a little bit excited about the fact that we are on the winning team. That we are not, you know, fighting for our victory. It's already been won for us. We're just partaking in the beauty and the joy of what he's already done. In Jesus' name. Um, All right, what I want to do, sorry, lots of words, but I think sometimes we need to be reminded. In Jesus' name. I want to pray for some people, if that's okay. Um, So, can I get the Watsons? The Watsons up. And I also then might get Jess and John. Can you come and stand with them and help me pray? These are the Watsons. Oh. Amazing. I just wanted to, oh, I'm going to get teary. Church, just oh, relax. <laughs> relax with my tears. Um, I just wanted to pray for you guys as you go into this beautiful season. Um, it's the best. It's the best thing in the world. But I just, in worship, God gave me a couple of people to pray for and I just wanted to pray for you two. Um, not to say that baby's going to come tomorrow or anything, who knows. But we still might have like a couple of weeks of it being here, of you guys being here. But I just thought, why we have the chance as a church family and for us, those of you and us that are parents, you understand that this is the biggest season that these beautiful people are embarking on, but the best as well. And as a church family, I just wanted to pray with you and stand with you in this season and pray blessing over your beautiful, beautiful baby. Um, Yeah, if that's okay. Cool. And Jess and John will just pray. So church, why don't you lift out your hands and start to pray with me for this incredible couple Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you God. Father God, I thank you so much for Anne and James. I thank you so much that you have planned and purposed this season before the beginning of time. That you have orchestrated it and you have made all of this fit together in your perfect perfect plan. And Father, I thank you that your plans are perfect and that you know exactly what the next season um, entails for both of them. And I just declare peace over their hearts for them as becoming a new mom and a new dad. We just declare peace Over them in this next season, that you have graced them and enabled them and given them every single thing that they already need in their hands. I pray for their hearts to be encouraged. I pray for any fear and doubt to leave them in Jesus' name. And I pray that they will just know that they are, this is their time, this is their season, that they were born for such a time as this. And we also just pray for this beautiful, beautiful baby. Father, I thank you that you, had, you have knitted this baby together in Andrew's womb and you know it inside out. You know its thoughts, you know its feelings, you know everything, what it's planned for. And we just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would just um, come and just uh, also for the birth, God, that you would just provide a smooth birth. But also that this little baby would know you above all else, that it would know you, that it would know that it's loved by you that it would know that it's called by you. And I thank you for these incredible parents, that you are giving them the chance to raise this child. We thank you for that. And thank you, God, that you have everything that they need. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Thanks, Watsons. Thank you, thank you. Amazing. Um, Tommy, I'll get you up and I want to pray for Joey. Is that Okay. Beth, you can come up as well if you want. It's specific for Joe, but I'll get his beautiful wife to also stand with us. And Tommy, we can come down here actually. And Tommy, you can help pray. If you don't know, this is Joey. Amazing. Um, Joey, I feel like I had a word for you in worship That you are coming into a season of refreshment. And I know that sounds really unusual. (laughs) Like it's not like a, um, yeah, I just, I saw almost like a river just like washing you away, but it was a good thing. It was like, you know, when when floodwaters come and the banks of the river just burst and anything that's in its way, whether it's a house, whether it's trees, whether it's cars, just gets absolutely engulfed. And I saw that for you in this coming season, But that it's the river of God taking you. And I feel like in that river, there's going to be, yeah, like specifically refreshment, like where there's weariness, where there's exhaustion, where there's a little bit of just... getting through the motions, he's going to come and he's just going to refresh and wash over you in the most beautiful way. Um, And in that, there's going to be healing as well. Um, Miriam, can I pray for you? Yes, Miriam. Yeah, this Miriam, that Miriam, (laughs) amazing Miriam. Yes. And can I get Alwyn, can you jump up as well? You can help me pray. Miriam, is amazing. If you don't know Miriam, this is Miriam and she is a boulder of faith, I feel like. She's somebody who, whenever I talk to her, she's just got the goodness of God flowing out of her mouth and what she's believing God to do. She holds on to the promises of God even when it doesn't seem like it's happening. She's a woman of faith, and I love it, and it's encouraging. And I just wanted to pray for you this morning, if that's okay. Amazing. I'll put my mask on. All right, church, when we're praying, please be a part of it. Like, you know, you reach out your hand. You continue to pray in Jesus' name. But, yeah, Alan can help me. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Father, I thank you so much for Miriam. I thank you, God, that you have walked with her through years of just intimacy and life. And Father, I thank you, God, that she has a wealth and a well of her walk with you, of, of her intimacy with you, God. Father, I thank you that she knows you. I thank you that she knows your word. And I thank you, God, that this morning you just wanted to remind her and just encourage her heart that you hear her prayers, that you are close to her, that you know that even in the midst of life, even in the midst of going through the motions, Father, that you are aware of her requests. You are aware of the things inside of her. You are aware of the promises that she's holding on to. And Father, I thank you that you are faithful. I thank you that you are good. I thank you, God, that your timing is perfect. And Father, I thank you for her faith. I thank you for her seeds of faith that she has sown over the years. God, that she will reap a mighty harvest. Father, even sometimes that she might not see it, God, but even, you know, the the moment that she steps into the kingdom and she'll be able to see the harvest harvest of her faith of what you have done in and through her God Father I thank you that it will be such an encouragement to her but for this morning God I thank you that you hear her prayers I thank you that you hold her and I thank you that you're close to her this morning and I just want to encourage you with that Miriam God I thank you that you are close to her that you hold her that you adore her as your daughter in your mighty name thank you Jesus amen 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 Thanks Miriam. She's <laughs> so wonderful. So, so wonderful. Jen, can we pray for you? Yes, Jen? Oh, I can take my mask off now. I don't mind. Do you want to stay where you are? Yeah. <laughs> is that okay? Yeah? Do you want to stay there? or you come up? Okay, amazing. This is amazing Jen. She's so wonderful. She's so wonderful and she had a little bit of an accident this week and a miracle miracle that she is walking and here and we just I just wanted to pray for just healing just again. All right is it all right if we pray for you? Amazing. Thank you God. Thank you Father. Father I thank you so much for Jen. God I thank you that you had your hand and your angels just watching over her on that road. Father, I thank you that you intervened when it was needed, God. And we just we just give you all the honor and all the glory for this miracle, God. We just thank you for your power. We thank you for your safety and protection over her. And Father God, we just declare just continued healing over Jan, God, just quick restoration of bruising, of swelling to go down. And Father God, I just thank you that you have a plan and a purpose for her. Father, I thank you that you're not done with her. Father, I thank you that you have people for her to minister to in her chaplaincy. You have people that are going to come across her path, Jesus, that are going to need you. And I thank you that You have, yeah, you've kept her alive, God, because you're not done with her yet. And the kingdom is not done with her yet. And I thank you, God, for that. We just give you all the honor and all the glory. And Jen, I just pray just for a peace um, as you recover. I pray for just... um, yeah, just, a, just an understanding and just a fresh revelation of his love and his comfort um, and his healing power over you as you just rest and recover. And Father, I thank you just, yeah, that it's just a testimony of your goodness, but it's also a testimony that you're not done yet. And so I pray for open doors. I pray for people to come along Jen's path that need her and that need your love, God, and that need your truth. And Father, just for, yeah, those supernatural God encounters um, that she'll be able to give testimony for in your mighty name. Amen. Amen. So good. Pleasure. Pleasure. So amazing. I love it. Um, what else? I The reason I do this church is because I think, I mean, it's, yeah, I think this is who we are. Yeah, we are a church that, and I honestly, I believe that our God is a miracle working God. I believe that he still works today more than anything, like what even he did years ago and, you know, with Jesus, I, 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 he's not done yet. He's not He's not finished yet. And I want us to be a church that, you know, we, we do this. We believe in the prophetic. We believe in healing. We believe in encouragement. We believe in speaking truth over people. And I think it's powerful when we do it as a church family as well, because it's just just it's it's us doing life together and we're talking about discipleship we're talking about the last couple of weeks we've been talking about you know the power of discipleship and you know I honestly think discipleship is just doing life with people and pointing them back to Jesus I think that it's it doesn't need to be complicated it doesn't need to be more dramatic it doesn't need to be I need to sit down with you and do a 10-week study I mean you can do that but it's also just life it's walking through the highs and the lows with somebody it's celebrating in the winds but it's also standing with them and, and even sitting with them in the dirt when they're going through something difficult I think that that is what discipleship is and it can happen in terms of you know someone senior Above you, someone who has done life, you know, and you can see and you can recognize, you know, their walk with God and you want to learn from them. I think it can be done sideways in terms of your peers, in terms of your friendship groups, and then it can be done with people that are, you know, a bit more, you know, only just starting their walk with God. I was going to say younger, but it doesn't have to be necessarily younger, maybe younger in their faith. Um, I think discipleship can happen those three ways, and I think that it should happen those three ways, but I think the goal is always pointing people back to Jesus, pointing people back to the Father, pointing people back to an intimate relationship with Him because it's not about my wisdom. It's not about my advice. It's not about my theory on something. It has to be about him. If I'm not pointing people back to him, then what does it matter? <laughs> like, who cares? And I wanted to share this verse. So, this is kind of what I was talking about, what I was going to talk about, but it might look a little bit different. I still have a couple of people I want to pray for. But um, it was, what is my, I don't even know what my title was. What's my title, Alan? <laughs> Discipleship and Intimacy. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> I do better know. Um, And we know that discipleship is Jesus' idea because in Matthew 28, verse 19, it's been read before, but he said, Jesus said, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them. I'm just going to sit, if you don't mind. Um, Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And this verse in Philippians 3, verse 7. But whatever things were gained to me, those things I have counted as a loss for the sake of Christ. More than that, I count all things to be in loss in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them but rubbish so that I may gain Christ And may be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith, and that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his suffering being conformed to his death, in order that that I may attain the resurrection from the dead. That whole verse Paul talks about knowing him, knowing him. I don't want to have discipleship with someone else or I don't want to be discipling somebody else. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't want to be being discipled and discipling. If it doesn't come back to knowing him, knowing him, being found in him, being wrapped up in him, knowing him, intimacy, that deep longing because I think that sometimes we can, you know, we can seek people's advice and go, well, what do you think about this? And, you know, a lot of the times when it comes to, you know, even with me recently becoming a mum, you could seek advice. What did you do with this? What did, what do you think about this? What happens when the baby, but when it comes back to, okay, what does God say about this? What does the word say about this? What did you discover in your relationship with God when you became a mum? Not so much theories and advice and just words and knowledge, but the knowledge of Him. How much better the knowledge of Him. And I've got this um, quote, the biggest thing in discipleship is to point people to a real and honest relationship with the Father. The biggest thing, a real and honest relationship. When people spend time with you, do they fall more in love with Jesus? When people spend time with you, do they walk away going, oh, I just need to go and sit in worship. I just need to go and read my word. When people spend time with you, do they do you give them a taste of heaven that leaves them unsatisfied that they have to go and discover it more themselves and vice versa? Who you get discipled by when you sit with someone, when you listen to their story, when you listen to their life, do you walk away going, oh man, I fell more in love with Jesus in that moment? Because that's what discipleship should be. We're not talking about it like it's something that we should just all do because it's the right thing to do. You should do it because you want people to get close to God, to know God, to know Him more than anything else. Because that's all that matters. And I've said it before, church, but the only thing, the most important thing, not the only thing, but the most important thing is your walk with God, is your relationship with God, is your filter when it comes to the way that you view Him. Do you know Him? Do you know that He loves you beyond a doubt? Do you know that you don't have to do anything or say anything or prove anything, but He just loves you, that you are His son, that you are His daughter? Do you desire that intimacy? Do you know that, yeah. And I I have obviously lots of people in my world that I feel like have been incredible disciples in my life. Um, I went to, before I came to this church, I went to St. Stephen's Church in Bomaderry, And in the youth ministry there when I was still in primary school. Um, Peter and Maria Johnson, I don't know if anyone knows them, they were the leaders of junior youth. Um, And I would say that they were kind of, other than my mum and my dad, obviously, um, they were kind of the first outside people that I felt like I would call my disciples. And I remember sitting with Maria and she would always talk about our value as girls. She'd always talk about the way that We are valued in terms of like, you know, how the father sees us and what's our worth. And I remember getting that from her. And then when we went into senior youth at St. Stephen's, Lee Dobson, I don't know if anyone knows Lee, um, an incredible man. And he, I remember we used to do all these fun activities as senior youth. I think I was still like, I don't know, like... (laughs) 13 or something but for some reason we were in senior youth um we used to go for like all these hikes and stuff we used to do these these times when we'd go to someone's house and we'd watch movies I don't even remember that end um but Lee always brought it back to the word and I always remember we'd have these really fun moments, these really you know, engaging, you know, whether it's just food or just normal funny, just laughing conversations. But I remember he'd always bring it back to the Word of God and we'd always sit down in a circle and he'd always open the Word and we'd, we'd discuss it and we'd kind of pull it apart. I remember he was somebody that when he discipled us as, a, as our youth that he really instilled that. Jen Mitchell obviously was a huge, huge impact in my walk with God. Oh, I get emotional. Oh, man! I feel like she's the type of person that will get to heaven. and there'll just be thousands ah, thousands upon thousands, and she's just the most unassuming, beautiful, kind soul. But I think her impact and her love and her genuine heart for people, ah, oh, she'll just get there, and I feel like there'll just be like an applause of here because of you, Jen, anyway, and she for me was somebody when I think about discipleship who was just such a key part. I came to this youth when I was 13 and I got discipled by her. Even now I would say I still get discipled by her. We have phone calls and, you know, we're still connecting all the time. And the beautiful thing about Jen, and I don't know <laughs> like, you guys have ever found this. I remember that if I knew I was hanging out with Jen, this sounds so silly, <laughs> but I would be like, okay, I've got to spend time with God before I hang out with Jen because and a lot of girls here were being like discipled by Jen because she'd always ask, what's God been speaking to you about? And so I always remember being like, I've got to have an answer, <laughs> like, which is like the best thing. So I always remember being like, oh, my gosh, I'm hanging out with Jen. I've got to go and read my word and be like, <laughs> what's God speaking to me about? But I know I laugh about that now, but the most beautiful thing about that is she was somebody who consistently taught me that God is always speaking that there is always a, it's not a stagnant relationship. It's not a stopped motion of we come back to salvation and then, you know, we do our thing and then we come back to that. It's like, no, this is a relationship that's moving and journeying and it's, it's developing and there's things that you're discovering with each other. And she always used to say, what's God been speaking to you about lately? And then you say something, she'd be like, oh, cool. God's been speaking to me about, and then it would be like this most like profound, amazing, like incredible. And you're like, wow, it's so good. Um, but her discipleship with me was just so key in knowing that you are supposed to have a walk with God that is real and honest and raw. And I've heard people say to me before, and it's so encouraging, I'm so humbled by it. You know, oh, well, when we hear you preach, Charlotte, we just, we, you know, we appreciate your heart and, you know, your walk with God and your intimacy. Can I tell you, I didn't just become this. It wasn't like I just sat in my room and was like, I, it's it takes other people investing in this. Jen was somebody who taught me to walk with God. She was somebody who taught me that my relationship with God is fluid and it's always evolving. And then you have to work at it. Your intimacy, it doesn't just happen. And husbands and wives, you'd know this. It's not just, you know, you just end up together and then you just live your lives. There's there's a journey and there's, there's you know, um, intentionality that has to be built inside of that and it's the same with your intimacy and it's the same with your discipleship it shouldn't just be we're just you know doing this thing it should be an intentionality of asking the person that you're discipling what's God talking to you about sitting down with someone is to be like tell me tell me the like the next revelation of what God has given you tell me about what scripture you're confused about like just that actual genuine of When we disciple people, when you get discipled, you should be falling so much more in love with Jesus. You should be like I was, wanting to spend time with him. I mean, I was kind of doing it based out of fear. So not based out of fear, but based out of a, I want to go and spend time with him. And after spending time with Jen, I would always be like, man, like her walk with God is so beautiful. It's so real. It's so honest. I want to go away and search out what she's talking about. I want to go away and discover more about that. Do you point people to him? Do people want to spend more time with him after being with you? Do you love him more after discipling someone and being discipled? These are big questions. Nothing matters more than you loving him more. And it's not about advice. And discipleship, honestly, it's the biggest joy. It can also be the biggest heartache but it can be the biggest joy because you realize that it's not about you. If you are loving people and pointing them back to Jesus, then that is all you're called to do. And you know what? You're not called to be alone. I think sometimes we try and be heroes. I try and be a hero all the time. And Benaya is just the best for me in that. Husbands and wives, be the best for your spouse in terms of, also calling out what they need to hear. Sometimes I always try and be a hero. He says it to me all the time. Don't be a hero, because I do. I get in this like it's all good. I've got this. I can do it by myself. Especially in the moment, like of, you know, I've got a I've got an injury, and I and I will still lift things, and I will still. Do things I'm not supposed to, but I was like, Why are you being a hero? And I'm like, Because I've got it, I've got that, like I'm strong, Mm, girl power, do it. Um, and then I I suffer for it later, and then I'm like, Okay, I actually i am not supposed to do it on my own. It's okay to ask for help, it's okay to have people around you that can love you through your seasons. It's okay for you to reach out and say, Do you know what? My walk with God is not going great, I need you to teach me how to read my word, I need to teach you how to. I need you to teach me how to rest in worship. I need you to show me what intimacy looks like. Maybe you even need to say to people, can you actually keep me accountable and ask me what God is speaking to me about? (laughs) Because maybe that's what you need. It's okay. This whole thing with discipleship, we're not talking about it like you have to do it. We're talking about it like we should be doing it because that's church, that's family. We're called to be the body of Christ. We're called to be the family of God. You're supposed to do life together. I'm doing life with my beautiful sister at the moment. I had a baby. She was there with me through that. She's about to have a baby. I will be with there her there through that. I'm not, like, she's not just supposed to then, okay, you've had your baby. We'll just leave you alone now. Like, no, I'm probably, I mean, we live super close. So I'll be around there, like, all the time being like, hello, hello. <laughs> let me help you. Um, And it should be like that because we're family. I want to help her. I want to support her. And it's the same with life. It's the same with church stuff. People want to help you. People want to support you. You should want to do that for other people because that's what we're supposed to be doing as a family of God. You're not supposed to be a Lone Ranger. You're not supposed to be a hero. You're not going to win any medals for if you get to the end being like, I never needed anyone to disciple me. I never, I was just, it was great. You'll miss out. You'll miss out on the joys. You'll miss out on the the good times that you get to have with people, the conversations. Jen always used to take us for random car drives. We used to go exploring was our thing. And like at the time it would be like, yes, we get to go exploring. We'd go down these random tracks. But the whole time Jen was so intentional in the car, we were talking about God. In the car, she was talking about her favorite Bible verse. In the car, she was talking about, what do you think when God, what do you think when Jesus meant this, when he said this to his disciples? And I'd just be like, yeah, we're hanging out. We're in the car. Woo! Like as a teenager, you like, want to go driving? Like it's just like the cool thing to do. Teenagers probably don't do that now because it's like you have an array of other things that you do. But when we were teenagers, it's like, <laughs> yes, go for a drive. Um, anyway, <laughs> so – But she was intentional the whole time. And I love that about Jen. Like I said, it's not about a 10-week study, although some of you might want to do that. Some of you might love to do that. Amazing, do that. But you're always pointing people back to Jesus. You're always falling falling more in love with Jesus. And like I said, I think in this season that we're in, more than ever before, we need people around us to remind us of who we're called to be and to remind us of who He is you need us and we need you because I wouldn't be as in love with God as I am today if I hadn't been discipled. If I was by myself just doing my thing, there are so many times where I could have been like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> I am out. Honestly, church, and I know maybe that's, I don't know, no, that's real. I was going to say, maybe that's shocking. It's not shocking. It's actually real. Everyone goes through life. Everyone goes through seasons where you're like, oh, church. <laughs> Too real? Oh, I don't want to go meet up with that person. I don't want to go and, I don't want to go to church this morning. I don't want to ask, I don't want people to ask me how I'm going. I don't want to like, there are so many times where it would just be easier sometimes to stay away easier to not connect, easier to not catch up with people. But I tell you what, man, you will miss out. You will miss out. We are called to be a family. We are called to love each other and not a family in a weird, dysfunctional sense like some people might know families to be, a family that is genuine, a family that cares, a family that fights for each other and a family that it doesn't matter what you do, we love you and we're just going to keep pointing you to Jesus pointing you to that walk with God, pointing you to that intimacy, because unless it's that, nothing else matters. Nothing else matters unless you know Him, unless you really, really know Him. So, for the last couple of minutes, I know it's been a bit unusual. Sorry, podcasters and um, people watching online, especially when we pray for people. I know it's hard because you're not um, here in the room. So, I apologize for that, for that um, disjointed service. But, I want to. Can we? Can we? Um. <laughs> I I texted Joey and I was like, "Can we do this song?" And he's like, "We'll work it out." So I'm just making sure our worship team is amazing. You know how amazing they are. They're so supportive. I literally on the front row was like, "Can we do this song?" And they're just going to be able to do it, just to bless your hearts and just to be so supportive. So we love them. Um. So. Yes. I just want the worship team to sing this song over us and I want us to just allow our hearts to just have a moment. We're not going to take long, we'll take 5 minutes. Um and then I would like to pray for it's more like a, a collective group. Um but we'll do that and then we'll release the meaning. Um but yes. I would love the worship team to sing this song over us. It's an oldie but a goodie. Um, It's called The Heart of Worship. Um, And the first verse says, When the music fades and all is stripped away, Lord, I simply come. Longing just to bring something that's of worth that will bless your heart. And then it's the whole verse, the whole chorus is, I'm coming back to a heart of worship because it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry for the things I've made it, but it's all about you. And I just felt this morning, it would be so good. I know you can't sing physically with your mouth, but in your hearts and your spirit, if we as a church family can just realign again to it is all about him in our discipleship, in our lives, in our families, in this crazy season where things can change, the drop of a hat, Jesus, it's all about you. It is all about you because he is so worthy in Jesus' name. So let me just pray and then the worship team will sing this over us and allow your spirit to sing with them. So Jesus, I thank you that you are good and you are here and you are in control, King Jesus. I thank you that you rule and reign over it all. I thank you that it says that the earth is your footstool. (laughs) I thank you that you are glorious and magnificent and in this jesus i just pray that we just we realign our hearts with yours we realign our attention and our affection to you jesus and we just say again it is all about you in our discipleship in our relationships in our family we just want to again say as a church collectively but also as individuals it's all about you it's all about you We ask that you take our hearts afresh again. We ask that you just minister to us again as we just open up ourselves and our spirit to you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more about our church, please go to celebrationchurch.com.au.